Welcome to the Legal Marketing Podcast by Wise Media, a show dedicated to helping attorneys and law firms generate more leads, revenue, and growth with the latest marketing strategies. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Legal Marketing Podcast. In today's episode, Evan and I are going to be going over sales tactics that help you close more clients over the phone. After all, just because you have a prospect on the phone doesn't mean you're actually going to close them and convert them into a paying client. So having them on the phone call really is only half the battle and you have to have mm -hmm. the right playbook to successfully convert them. And that's what we'll be going over in today's episode. And the first thing you have to do is always just have a script you can go off of. I think it's one of the best things I ever personally did with sales calls, whether I was doing you know, marketing, my copywriting business, wise media, I would just take notes and use data and analytics over time to narrow down exactly what prospects were asking, what they're saying repeatedly, because you'll pick up on all these little trends and patterns. Like they tend to have the same pain points, the same questions, the same objections. And then I refined mm -hmm. it over time and it allows you to close more clients and also just make sales calls a lot more like fun and smooth. There's no like awkward pauses and like, you know, parts like that. You just know exactly what to say, what to do. And you're going to lead them from kind of the start of the interaction to the close. And that's, that's why I think every single lawyer needs a sales script to go off of. And you don't have to read it word for word, but just think of it kind of like as a template or something that guides you along. And you can actually customize it too before each interaction. And it's just something to help guide you from the start of the interaction to the close. And for example, at a high level, it might look like you begin by greeting the client by their name. You ask how they are. You make some small talk to build rapport, get to know them and just show you're interested in them as a person. Cause I think that's like a big part of it is relationship building and not just trying to like, you know, be too salesy and just close them and want mm -hmm. their money. You actually want a relationship over time. And then you ask sure. questions related to their legal situation to determine if they're a good fit or not. Maybe you have objections and answers already planned out, which we'll talk about in a bit and then have a clear call to action or next best step. Yeah. Um, you know, every, in every vertical, uh, will be different, right? Like every law firm is going to kind of be handling these situations differently. Uh, but what you'll find is because you've worked with so many, you can probably just sit down and brainstorm, you know, the six most common questions you get in your consultation meetings. And if you're able to answer them before the clients brought it up, not only are you quelling that fear, but you're also making it, you're communicating that you understand them. You, you've answered the question before they've even thought of it. They feel like you know them. You're, you're the right choice for them, right? Um, that first impression can go a long way. And especially if someone is in, um, you know, a stressful state, we, you know, we usually think of family law, but, you know, uh, in, in all other industries, someone's reaching out to you usually with an issue that they're looking to get solved. So, you know, your ability to one, listen to them and identify their problems, present your path to solution, um, as well as answer any of those objections, you know, you'll find that with just a simple structure like that, the amount of people you have a consultation with versus the amount of people you close and start working with goes up tremendously just from a simple little system like that. And it just speeds up the sales process, right? Like every call is more smooth and faster and you mm -hmm. or all of your attorneys are doing that over time. It's just that much more clients and revenue. Yep. It's easy to phone. pass down well. Uh, it's easy to pass down to your team as well because oh, if yeah. you're on the call, that's great. But you can train associates or even front desk people to take consultation calls, right? It can be that easy. Oh yeah, it's something you can train everybody on. It can be like a company-wide document, even if it's on like Google Drive or something. Just have mm -hmm. everybody, you know, give them access to it. They can make copies. They can edit it and whatnot. And then even when you have marketing meetings or whatnot, you can go over like, okay, like what are our conversion rates on that? How can we improve it? Things like yeah. that. And then. 
on a deeper level, you gotta qualify every person with the right questions on the phone. Because once again, just because they're on the phone doesn't mean they're actually like an ideal fit. And you can use like forms and different things to qualify them before they get on the phone. But even then, not everyone's gonna be the perfect fit. So you have to ask the right questions to prove that you know they're interested in your services and that they can benefit from them. So for example, you know I'd be asking things like, what can we help with you? What can we help you with? And why did you reach out uh, to begin with? How long mm -hmm. have you been in that legal situation? Why did you choose our firm specifically? And how did you hear about us? Because they might have found you through Google or a certain ad or something. And then have you worked with other firms or attorneys? What was that like? What was the good? What was the bad? And then asking questions like this, it helps you understand if they're a good fit, but also it's going to improve your marketing and sales and all the other channels because you're going to figure out how they found you and what channels to double down on, what their pain points are, their language, their vocabulary. And if possible, you should be recording your sales calls as well, or at least taking notes and then using all that data to be improving your next sales calls, your sales process, all of your ads and everything. So there's so much data you're going to get from this, not only just to qualify them, but to improve every uh, other part of your, your firm. Yeah, um, you know, it, it's one thing to see how many people that get on calls end up turning into clients, but you can actually go in the opposite way and say, you know, how many people that are in these meetings found me through X, Y, or Z, right? And then you can, like, exactly like you said, if everyone is messaging you that they're saying they found you through Google Ads, double down on Google Ads. If everyone's saying they found you through referrals, how can I make sure my referral experience is even better, right? Um, and as well, like you said, asking the right questions to qualify if they're a good client. Every firm knows what a problem client looks like. If you've been working for a while, you'll have experience with the type of clients that you don't want to work with, and you have experience with the type of clients that you do want to work with, right? Uh, and those red flags will be different for everyone, but you as a working professional know what they are. So being able to um, coax out the right answers from someone, you know, asking the right questions, maybe it's a price holdup, maybe it's uh, you know really aggressive language and behavior maybe it's something like that where you know maybe it wouldn't be a good fit or on the other hand if they're really respectful if they might be you know inclined to participate in collaborative family law for example with a family lawyer you know you can check it off to say hey this would be a great person to work with so taking a bit of time to think about those questions can go a really long way again to make sure they're the right client to save you headspace to actually work on projects you want to work on Exactly. And that brings us to the third sales tactic, which is being ready for objections. Probably the most important thing in sales, because like the dream client is one that just reaches out, they pay well, and they don't fuss about anything. But you know, as a lawyer, that's probably never going to happen. There's always hiccups and challenges. There's a lot more involved in that. But that's why you want to be ready for objections. And these are just questions and comments that are essentially stopping them from converting and becoming a client of your firm. And objections can be anything about how much you charge, their access to you and counsel, how long it might take for their case to get solved, confidential information and privacy, uh, the paperwork they have to do and so on, just anything that they're essentially worried about and it's preventing them from moving forward. And if you have these written down and you have a response ready, as soon as that comes up, it just puts them at ease and it speeds up the sales process. And as you do more sales calls, like we were talking about before, just take notes and you're gonna see these trends and patterns like, oh, they keep asking about that, they don't like this, they don't like that. And then you just have a response ready and you can just mm -hmm. blow through it really easily and you're just moving them forward and you're making them a lot more comfortable. Yeah, and, and the, the answers to these potential objections don't have to be you know debate club level complex answers. It can be something as simple as giving uh, uh, another case you handled, you know, a testimonial 
that shows that directly responds to that situation. For example, if it's a money thing, having someone's case that got solved and they literally said at the end of the case, this was the best money I've ever spent, you know, something like that, or, you know, showing your average time to solve a case rather than giving them a promise you can't keep, you can give them here based on our averages. This is how long these cases tend to get solved. We feel like yours would fall in around this ballpark. Obviously, we can't make any promises, but here's about our averages. Using numbers, statistics, obviously, you have other cases if you're reaching this point where you want to market yourself. So pulling from those as a way to combat objections can go a really long way because if you show them on your website, if you show them in your marketing, and even if you show them on the call, you've answered these questions for them before they've even gotten on the call, and it makes it that much easier to, for them to just sign and start working with you. And regardless of objections or not, the social proof is huge in like marketing and sales because with the social proof, what you can do is actually show a prospect the results you generated with another case or partner. And that's gonna be probably what it takes to push them over the finish line and end up actually paying you. And yep. this, you know, it takes a person and it helps them trust you and they're comfortable with you because they can see, okay, there was another client who was in the exact situation I was, the legal scenario, and they went to this firm and they paid and they got that case solved and they're happy now. And it's, you know, it's social proof and it's trust and it's credibility. And from a marketing perspective, you should be taking testimonials and success stories on your website. They should be everywhere, but also they're great to reference um, when you're on a phone call. So you can like talk about mm -hmm. that one case, but also after the phone call, you can send them a link to that testimonial page on your website. So you should be having reviews and testimonials all over the internet, but then also make sure it's a part of your sales process to build that authority. And then if you do have an objection, you can also bring those up too. Yeah, um, you know, it, it can sometimes be hard to get people to post reviews publicly. Uh, we know when we're working with family lawyers, they constantly run into the issue that people aren't comfortable putting their name on a Google review, for instance. But being able to write an anonymous testimonial that you can use on a sales call or on your website or in a case study, you know, can go such a long way, even if it's not a public facing review, that's the type of asset that you can present to someone once they're on a call that can make them feel so comfortable to work with you. So, you know, at any point in the process, if someone feels like you're doing a great job for them, asking them to, to give you a, a feedback or a review or a testimonial, whatever it is, uh, you know, can go such a long way because you can use it as social proof. Exactly. And then mm -hmm. at the end of all your sales calls, you don't want to just say goodbye and go separate ways. You want to make sure that you mm -hmm. always end it with a clear call to action and next best step. And that's why it's one of the best ways to maximize conversion rates because you're essentially going to be probably signing a contract, maybe sending links to extra resources like the testimonials we mentioned, or maybe you have to forward them to someone else in your firm or a partner. And you know, the action needs to be based on the exact call and what the prospect needs. But regardless of that next step, you have to ensure that you're telling them exactly what to do next and then providing them with the link, the person, the resource, whatever it might do. And then make sure to follow up on a regular basis as well if you don't hear back because that's often where the most success is in sales. But once you've actually, you know, almost closed them on the phone, just make sure you're sending that contract, whatever it might be. Otherwise, it might just slip through the cracks, slip through your fingers, then you lose a client. Yeah, um, I find when working with clients and, and we're kind of talking them through the sales process or auditing it, one of the most common things we see is that once the consultations happened, they take their foot off the gas because they feel like it's done right and so much of the time you can lose projects just because of that because they might be booking consultations with multiple firms at the same time and just because you've talked to them and the rapport was good and you answered the, they asked the you asked the right questions they gave you the right answers you might feel like oh this is in the bag right uh but often that's where 
you know, that client can slip through the cracks. They'll get busy. Th this isn't their entire life. They've got other things going on. And your conversation might not take up their mental real estate when they move on to the next part of their day. So making sure you have those systems to follow up, for example, like Carmen said, sending other testimonials, sending case studies, sending the contract, but most importantly, telling them exactly what to do next. Not, hey, balls in your court, let us know. Like it, it's gotta be, we're gonna send you this. If you wanna proceed, you sign it, send it back and we're good to go. You know, giving them clear direction to say, here's your problem, here's how we can solve it, here's the next step. You know, that will massively increase the amount of people that get over the finish line. You, you don't wanna have a bunch of consultations that stop at the consultation. You want to get them over that process so you can really help them, right? That's the, that's the end goal here. So, you know, having those end of consultation systems in place, again, can be passed down to your team and go such a long way. And it's a lot more professional too, right? Like to mm -hmm. have an exact process you can guide them through and then it just gives you or gives them a better impression of your firm. It's like, okay, they've definitely done this before. They know exactly mm -hmm. what they're doing. And like we talked about in the last episode, we mentioned the book, um, Don't Make Me Think. So just making the process as effortless as possible. And that's really what you're trying to do is guide them step by step because you're the expert here. Remember that as a lawyer in a firm, you're the authority. So you have to guide them step by step. Don't just throw the ball in their court and wait for them to do something. Actually have that process just ready for them. And you can have a new prospect going into, you know, every day or however, however often it is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, overall, if you want to just close more clients over the phone as a lawyer, you have to approach it as sales because that's literally what it is. And if you use the tactics we covered in today's episode, It'll definitely help your practice close a lot more prospects over the phone, guaranteed. And if you want to learn more about law firm marketing, go into the show notes. We have tons of free resources in there for you. But thank you for listening to today's episode. We'll see you in the next one. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Legal Marketing Podcast by Wise Media. Subscribe to the show to get the latest episodes and visit wisemedia.ca to learn more about legal marketing or scheduling a free consultation.